This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise God. Well, God is so amazing. Uh, I'm finishing up my series on power gifts. And, uh, you know, uh, we need the power. Amen. And we need to be walking in the power of God. Do you agree with that? And I love that, and that's and that's a you know that's what the Holy Spirit's about. He's about empowering the church, empowering each one of us. Um, he he can cause a natural person, the Holy Spirit, to to be supernatural. Amen. Amen. And uh, and so uh, let's look at Acts one eight, and this is our uh, scripture that we've been going with for the series. And it says here in Acts 1.8, now Jesus is speaking and he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. God wants us to be a powerful witness for him. Amen. Amen. And he wants us, you know, he, he, he wants to use us in miraculous ways. Do you yes, believe that? Yes. And so we have to, we, you know, for, for you to be used of God, you have to believe that he wants to use you. I'm going to say it again. For you to be used of God, you must believe that he wants to use you. Amen. You. I was listening to a minister um, a, a while back and um, he was just talking to the Lord and he was just thinking about how amazing God is. And he was just thinking about him, uh, about how God is so he's he's the self-sufficient one. And he was and he said to God, he said, God, you know. You're so amazing, you don't need anybody. And that's what he said to God. And God said, uh, and God spoke to him and said, I need you. <laughs> Just a whisper, I need you. <laughs> and, and we think God is, so, and he is, God is amazing. And God is omnipotent, uh, uh, but, and God is self-sustaining. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't need us to survive in a sense, as in to exist. But he said to the minister, I need you. So what am I saying to you this morning? Uh, sometimes we think God has it all in hand. Uh, he has his fivefold ministers in place. He has these powerful ministers doing things. And we think very little of ourselves as if God can't really, there's no need for God to use little old me. But I'm going to say this. You and God are a majority, and God needs you. I'm going to say it again. God needs you. Amen. And God, and God didn't, he, it, this is amazing to me. God doesn't want to do life without us. Mm. Oh, that's, oh, man. God doesn't want to do life without us. Think about this. God could have done life, you know, when Adam and Eve messed up, when they sinned, God could have said, that's it. That's it. The devil can have them. Amen. And God could have said, that's it. They messed up. They had everything. I gave them everything and they messed up. They, they turned their back on me. But God had a plan. Amen. And that plan was to get Jesus into the earth to get us redeemed. To get a relationship back with us because God doesn't want to do it 
just on his own. He wants us to be with him. In other words, Jesus shares the kingdom with us. Amen. So, so, so what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that God, the same power that, that Jesus walked in, uh, we can walk in. I know that sounds pretty out, out, uh, out there, you know, but we can walk in that. And, and, you know, I mentioned this through the series in John 14, 12. Now, you may say, well, Pastor, you keep saying the same things over in the series. Well, because I'm trying to get in you that, that you can do this. You can walk in the power of God. You can cast out devils. You can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You have that power because Jesus is in you, the hope of glory. Say, Jesus in me, the hope of glory. So John 14, 12 says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Amen. That's amazing. So Jesus is actually saying to the church that we can do greater works than he because he goes to the Father. So I'm going to say this. When we think about Jesus, when you think about Jesus, most people think about, I would say most Christians, when they think about Jesus, I would think about, they think about really him going to the cross. And we should be thinking about that, the crucifixion. That should be always in our mind, what Jesus paid for, amen, so that we can have a relationship with God. But when, they, when people think about Jesus, they don't really think about that Jesus, the, the, the hallmark of Jesus' ministry wasn't just his words, and they were powerful, amen, and they were amazing, and, and his teachings were amazing. But the hallmark of Jesus' ministry was the power gifts he walked in. In other words... Jesus said to the Pharisees, you know, that were judging him, well, just don't judge me on my words because they kept telling Jesus, you're trying to promote yourself. You're trying to make yourself look great, right? And so, and so Jesus, uh, Jesus, well, well, don't just follow me just because of my words. Uh, don't judge me that. Judge me with righteous judgment by my works. So Jesus went around and Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all. Doing good and healing all. You may say, Pastor, what's my calling? Do good, heal all. What? That's your calling. Do good. Say, do good, heal all. So that is your calling. In other words, we're goodwill ambassadors. Say, I'm a goodwill ambassador. Amen. So we're supposed to be promoting. We're not supposed to be going out there picking fights. Amen. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be goodwill ambassadors. Remember what, what, what the angels said uh, when, when Jesus was born? That was an amazing day, by the way fireworks in heaven, glory to God. And it was amazing. And uh, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. We can't forget that. We got to keep remembering we're here 
to, to reveal God to people. And it's, yes, we can reveal God to people and being nice to people, giving a nice tip to people. And when you're at, at a restaurant or, or maybe blessing some, buying somebody's groceries, that's wonderful. Cutting somebody's grass, that's amazing. Doing those things, but praying for people, amen, setting people free, amen, uh, uh, praying for people, amen. I was... um. I was, you know, you know, you know, I really believe that honor is really amazing. I, I really believe in heaven there's going to be degrees of honor. We should always be seeking for God's honor. Amen. Amen. I was praying. I said, Lord, I, I want more honor, Lord. I want more honor. And then I was, uh, this week I was, uh, you know, delivering groceries for Amazon. I do that part, my wife and I do that part time. And, um, it, you know, kind of helps with the extras, you know, go out, you know, have some extra coming in. And, uh, and, of course, you know, I'm a servant by nature. I like to serve. So delivering groceries to me is serving people. Amen. And, um, and, I, and I said, Lord, I want honor. And, and so, um, so I was delivering these groceries. And, I, it was, uh, and sometimes when we deliver groceries, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, delivering alcohol. And I, I don't drink alcohol, and, uh, you know, and I think if you don't have a handle on it, it can mess you up. Amen? And uh, you need to be very careful with all that. But sometimes they make you, you know, deliver these things. And uh, so I was delivering, and I met this gentleman, and uh, his arm was, was, his left arm was um, really skinny. He had no mobility. It just was a gimpy arm. And, 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 he, and his shoulder was up, and I, I asked him what his story was. And it was a, a motorcycle accident. And, uh, and, and he had his spine fused together. And so I, I, I started ministering to him about the Lord and that God saved his life and that he has purpose. And, and uh, I had the opportunity to pray for him. And... Uh, and uh, I prayed for him. I, I, I'm believing for a miraculous healing. Are you hear what I'm saying today? I didn't see it, but I was believing God for it. I believe the power of God's working. And, and you know what he said after I delivered his beer and all that? He said, he said What's your, I, said, I, I told him my name was David. He said, oh, that's a good Jewish name. David's a good Jewish name. I said, okay, amen. You know. and, uh, and he said, you know what I'm going to do? Because I, I, I talked about God, I wanted more honor. He says, I'm going to drink a beer in your honor. <laughs> and I said, thank you, Lord. That's, I got some honor. <laughs> I'm gonna, tonight, I'm going to drink a beer in your honor. <laughs> so, hey, man, so I said, praise God, man. Well, you know, the Bible... <laughs> The Bible says that Jesus was a friend of sinners. In other words, sinners should not be hating on us. Amen. In other words, we should walk in such love that sinners want to hang out with us. They might even want to come to church with us. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so if if so, so that was my prayer of honor. God, God did it a different way. Amen. I'm going to drink a beer in your honor. Amen. Amen. And so, but praise, but God is so amazing. In other words, when we start, when we have a desire to please God, uh, God's going to put us in places where we can do things for people, 
And when we do things by praying and helping people, it, 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 it will, God will honor us and people will eventually honor us. Do you believe that? So let's look at 1 Corinthians 12 because I'm just going to kind of go in, back into this just, just a little bit and just, just read through this in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, 11, 7 through 11, uh, not 7, 11, amen? And it says here, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person in the body of Christ for the profit of all. And I love that because it's not just for the profit of the church. Do you know spiritual gifts are not just for the profit of the church? In other words, you know miracles are not just supposed to be happening in the church. Uh, Can I say it again? Miracles need to be happening out there. It's not just, it's, it, you know, notice it says, for the profit of all. Not just church people, but for all people. Amen. Amen. And then he says, for one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. By one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he wills. Isn't that amazing? So when you read about these, you think, okay, pastor, I'm reading these, but I don't see it really happening in the church. Well, maybe it, it, it should be happening more out in the highways and byways than in the church. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because they found out when the miracles came to the church and there was a healing revival that took place um, in the 50s. A lot of people, you know, if you study church history, you'll find that most of the people that got healed wasn't the people that were spirit filled. That were in the churches that knew about the miracles. They were the people that were in the denominational churches that never heard that God heals. Those people were getting healed. And people that's outside the church, God's going to move in a greater way. Why? Because God wants our faith standing in faith for our healing. Not just looking for a miracle. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, so these miracles are, are really should be all happening all the time outside the church if we're in a place where we're praying and helping people. Now, I'm just going to touch on this again. And the word of wisdom, and I may not uh, exactly define everything, but I'm going to try to define some of these things. The word of wisdom is foretelling a future event of what will come to pass in the future pertaining to a person, place, or thing. Some events will take place. Others depend on people and how they respond to the the message. So... uh, in other words, there's things that God has said in his word will come to pass. And then there's some things that, that God will say may come to pass. Well, in his word, they all will come to pass. But if in the here and now, if there's a prophetic word that goes forth, um, they may or may not come to pass. For, for instance, Nineveh was under judgment. And God was about ready to destroy Nineveh because of their sin. And so Nineveh was in judgment and God raised up Jonah, a prophet, 
to talk to Nineveh because God doesn't want to judge anybody. Amen. Right? He's not looking to send anybody to hell. He's trying to get people to repent. Amen. Right? And so God is always raising up somebody to wake somebody up. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And what's, that's amazing. See, God doesn't want to be known. See, in heaven, God doesn't want to be known as the great judge or uh, as the one that judges everything. He wants to be known as the merciful father. He doesn't want to be known as the great judge. He wants to be known as the merciful father. God, in other words, mercy. God is merciful. So he wants to be, if we need to be known as merciful people. And so here, uh, Nineveh had pending judgment, but, but God would have destroyed them, but their response changed things. Our response to a word spoken to us can change things. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so even if a prophetic word goes forth, there may be some things that we may need to do to, to change that prophetic word, amen, uh, or, or, uh, or put it in our favor. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so we, we, we need to get a revelation of that. Uh, so a word of wisdom is foretelling. When, when, when Peter was talking to Jesus, and said, I'm going to die with you, Jesus. This is right before Jesus went into the garden. And Jesus said, you know, um, will you die for me, Peter? And he said, he said, before the cock crows, you will deny me. So, so uh, could Peter have changed that? Possibly. But, but that was something that Jesus knew what would happen in advance. And he, and he fell right in. But thank God, Jesus said, I'm praying for you that your faith doesn't pr- fail. And we know that, J- that Peter was restored. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, God knows our heart better than we know it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to say that. God knows our hearts better than we know it. I, I like uh, the Now, I'm going to say this. The word of, of wisdom is probably one of the, the best gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. Because that works also in the gift of healing. Because God may give you a word that somebody's being healed, and that works hand in hand with the gift of healing. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Uh, and, the, and, the, and the word of knowledge is very similar, and it's a, it's a word spoken to an individual that reveals something about a person, present or past. And we know this about uh, the lady that, that Jesus talked to at the well. He's, he's, he talked to her about her past. Amen. Uh, another person, and this is to get people moving in a direction where they're walking with God. Another person uh, that I didn't mention uh, is Nathaniel. And this was, uh, Philip came to Nathaniel and said, we found Jesus, the one that the prophets talked about. And Nathaniel said, can any good thing come, you know, uh, in, in this place? And, uh, and so Nathaniel came to Jesus and Jesus said, an Israelite, well, there is no guile. In other words, where there's no deceit. And Nathaniel was blown away because this, Nathaniel was a very honest person. So the word of knowledge revealed to Jesus, Nathaniel and his personality. And then Nathaniel said, then Jesus said to Nathaniel, he, Nathaniel said, how do you know me? And Jesus said, well, I saw you under the fig tree praying. <laughs> 
And the thing is that nope, I was nobody knew about that place. That was my secret place with God. Nobody knows about that place. See, 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 whatever secret place uh, that you have with God, God can expose that, reveal it to you, and know that you're in that secret place. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? That's amazing. So like when you come up here for prayer and God now just reveals something to me, to you, that I should not know, God's in your secret place. So what, what am I saying? That gets you to a place where God is real. God is working. God is in this place. Uh, oh, my Lord. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so this, is, this is the key. So, so God wants to reveal himself to us through us. I'm going to say again. God wants to reveal himself to us through us. Amen. Uh, number three, the gift of faith. Uh, I didn't talk about this, but the gift of faith is a supernatural faith that believes that the impossible, that this kind of faith causes miracles to happen. You know, the gift of faith can operate in a lot of different ways, but God will drop a gift of faith. You don't have to keep saying, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. Have you ever prayed about something and you had to keep saying, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. But you, you, you still in your heart, you're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> have you ever been there? Yeah. Believe in God, but I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. You know, you're, 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 you're under your tribulation. You're under fear and trembling. You know, you're like, I'm hoping it's going to work, but you really don't know. And so, and so, but the gift of faith is dropped in. Uh, it's a supernatural faith. Let me give you an example. And I love when it's supernatural faith. That means you don't have to try to work up faith. You have it there and you're not rocked when everything's falling apart. Are you hearing? It's a supernatural faith. A lady in our church uh, received the report that she got cancer. And it was terminal cancer. They went in, did uh, 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 surgery to see how bad it was. It was so bad, they said, they closed her up. They said, there's nothing we can do. You'll be dead in six months. And so she said, oh, okay. And uh, so she went into the Word. She started studying the Word. And she had, she said, she told me that she had this supernatural peace, like, 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 like the doctor told her she, 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 she missed lunch that day. It was like, it was no big deal. In other words, she said, I had such a supernatural peace. I knew God was going to bring me through this and I had no fear. What, what is that? That's a gift of faith. That when you, when you, when you're not encountering, when you're not encountering that struggle, that's got to be a gift of faith. When you got six months to live and terminal cancer and it's nothing they can do for you. Because sometimes fear creeps in. Have you ever dealt with fear? You know, it's FUD. Amen. I call it FUD in the financial world. You know, fear and, uh, and um, unbelief and doubt. I call it unbelief. But, but, but in, the, in the financial world, it's uncertainty. Amen. FUD. I'm dealing with FUD today. Fear, uncertainty, and, uh, and disbelief. Amen. And so, so we got to be very careful that we're not entering in that. And sometimes to operate any gift of faith, you got to do what the old Pentecostals say. you got to pray it through. And when you pray it through, then a gift of faith can drop down. And no matter what it looks like, it doesn't matter if it's all hell's breaking loose, you're going to keep walking on the water. That's right. Amen. That's right. It doesn't matter what it looks like. 
In other words, it's not a faith based on external circumstances. You know that you know that you know, and it doesn't matter. I like what one minister said. you got to get in your prayer closet where you don't give a rip anymore. In other words, in that, what he's saying here is you get to a place where faith enters in. I remember uh, reading about Paul Youngie Cho and uh, he was believing God for a lot of money. This man has the largest church in the world, over a million people in his church. He's Korean. And he needed lots of money to build this building. And, and he was staying up at night, God, I need this money. And he was in fear and doubt and up FUD. <laughs> he was dealing with FUD for many days. And he kept praying and praying and praying. And finally, uh, the Holy Spirit dropped this faith in him. And he got up that morning and he says, we have that $10 million. They didn't have nothing in the bank. <laughs> and his wife said, what are you talking about? We don't have anything. He said, we got it. And she said, what do you mean we have it? He said, well, I spent so much time, with, I spent time with God in FUD. Now I'm in belief and I know what happened and God made it happen. Why? Because he moved out of doubt. You got to move out of, out of FUD. You got to move out of fear, uncertainty and disbelief. Amen. You got you to gotta move out of those things and move into the alley of faith. And sometimes that takes a process I'm stuttering on purpose pro- pro- process it takes some time are you listening to what I'm saying today because if you're going to see a miracle you may have to go through a pro- 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 process you mean you got to wait you might have to wait a little bit when the Lord said you're going to be the next pastor and I and I and I graduated from Bible school, and I came back to help the pastor of the church, and I came back in 1998, and the Lord said, you're the next pastor, seven years later. Seven years later. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? what, what, What knocks us out of our miracles? We're not willing to wait for it to happen. We just, we're not willing to wait. We just give up. You know, the other day I had a headache. It was yesterday. And I said, okay, I didn't even think of, you know, I'm a preacher. I preach this all the time. I said, where's my Advil? <laughs> my congregation can see me now. Where's my Advil? Oh, you listen to what I'm saying. Why did I pray first? Because we tend to go with the easy thing. Because sometimes prayer is hard. It's hard work, pastor. Got to get up and pray and. Keep praying and not seeing any results. And are you listening to what I say? Hey, it's hard work. Are you listening to what I say? I mean, it's nice to be at a walking gift of faith all the time. Amen. I come in here, and you know, and and I, 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 I sometimes the enemy will make me look at the empty seats instead of the filled seats. And so, and I walk in here, I'm thinking, my Lord Jesus, it's a miracle that you're keeping this church moving, <laughs> and God's doing it. Yes. I mean, it's a miracle. Amen. I mean, it's a miracle. It's just a miracle. Some preachers say it's a miracle when they have thousands. I say it's a miracle when you have a few and it's still standing. Amen. 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 I, I think that's a bigger miracle. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's a miracle. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That's a miracle. So, so it takes a gift of faith to ignore all the circumstances. Then you have a gift of healing 
And that's the gift that God gives to an individual that can specialize in healing certain ailments. Sometimes God will give a gift of healing and, that, and it, you will be a specialist in the body of Christ. You may be a specialist in uh, opening deaf ears. You could be a specialist in opening blind eyes. You could be a specialist in healing people of cancer. God has specialists in the kingdom of God. And there's some people that operate stronger in anointings in some areas that people are set free in. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so God can raise up specialists, not, you know, it's gifts of healings. And so God could be raising you up. You could be the blind, blind, uh, that opens the blind eyes person. Or you could be opening the deaf ear person. Or you could be the person, Brother Hagen was strong in healing, uh, his, his anointing was strong with cancer. People that had cancer, they were, they were getting healed. He also had a great anointing for pe- getting people baptized in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes they're specialists. Amen? Uh, you know, there's people in the body of Christ that may be able to do something, but they may not be able to operate in the other things. Peter uh, and John had to go down uh, to where Philip was preaching, he was operating in the miracles, but they had to pray to get them baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, why couldn't Philip get them baptized in the Holy Spirit? He was working in miracles because, because not everybody has it. And we need each other. And God's not going to give it to everybody. Or you'll be God and you won't be able to get out that door because your head would be too big. So we need each other. We got to remember that. I need you. You need me. We need Not everybody has it. So God will give gifts of healing. And, and really, I think he does it on purpose because if he gave it to us all, man, we wouldn't need God. Amen. Then you got the gift of working of miracles. And that's a gift that Christians can flow in, operate in the miraculous signs, wonders and miracles. Amen. And that often operates through the word of knowledge where God will give you a word for somebody and say, somebody's dealing with an issue in their back or in their foot or whatever. And that person responds and God heals. Amen. That's 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 amazing. And so God can work that way. God can work in in in, uh, and that kind of works with gifts of healing too. God can give you a pain in your knee and that could mean that somebody else has a pain in their knee. And then you call that out. That's how it operates. You're like, I never knew it operates like it operates like I got a pain in my neck. Does somebody have a pain? Yeah. And, and for me to get my pain out of my neck, I got to pray for you to get your pain out of your neck. That's, that's how a gift works sometimes. Sometimes you feel the other person's pain. Amen. So sometimes it may not be you. It might be somebody else you need to pray for. Is this helping anybody today? This is just practical stuff that people don't really explain how it all works. They say, okay, there's a gift of healing that operates like that. Okay, move on. No, it, it, it works like that. My, my pastor uh, said, somebody has an ache, you know, uh, they need their tooth healed. And, and, and one guy said, well, what, what tooth is it? He said, upper right hand, you know, in the back, the molar. And the guy said, that's it. That was right. And because why? He felt the pain. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? That's how you can do it. Also, you can work through a word of knowledge, too. God can just give you the word. Amen. Amen. And then you speak it out. 
Glory to God. And so uh, we've talked about prophecy is a word of exhortation, edification, and comfort. And so that's simple prophecy. God can move prophecy on, on any believer, amen, that, that, that wants to prophesy, amen, that's believing God. Uh, discerning of spirits is a gift that can see into the spirit realm, angels and demons. How many people like to see some demons out here? You say, well, I got enough relatives that I, no, I'm kidding, but um, <laughs> I got enough in-laws and outlaws that I deal with. But, but, but how many people like to be able to see in the spirit realm? Maybe see an angel. Maybe, maybe, I don't really particularly want to see a demon, but if I, if I see a demon and they're on somebody, that's telling me I need to get it off that person. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes Brother Hagen would see in the, uh, would see a a demon on somebody holding on somebody's head, you know, like a little monkey-like creature. Amen. And, and, and and Brother Hagen would see in the spirit so he would know how to deal with it. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? So it's nice to be able to operate in these giftings. So you, can, so you can cast out devils. Yes. Remember Paul when he was walking around and Philippi and uh, him and, and Silas and they were preaching and this girl that was, had a spirit of divination on her kept walking behind him and said, these are the men of God that shows you the way of, uh, of, of eternal life. And she kept following them. These are the men of God that, kept, that, that show you eternal life. Whoa. What was she doing? Well, what she was doing was really trying to pump up Paul and Silas's pride. And, and trying and try to, it wasn't really true to bring glory to God. It was trying to bring glory to man, in a sense. And, and then Paul, after four days of this, Paul was grieved in his spirit and cast the spirit, that, that spirit divination out of her. Commanded to leave. How did he know it was in her? And he had to only know by the gift of the spirit. She just could have had. She just could have had the gift of annoyance. Do you know any people like that? They're just annoying people. May not be. It may not be a spirit. It just may be them. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Is this helping anybody? But if you have the gift, you can do something about it. Sometimes it may not be a healing. They may need. They might need. They might need a demonic spirit broken off their life. And it's good to know these things. Amen. Uh, different kinds of tongues. This is a r- really cool gift because not only do you speak in other tongues, amen, uh, but you can speak in a tongue of, of a language you don't know that somebody else may know, and it's to get a message to that person. And I've known and I've heard about missionaries not knowing the language, speaking in tongues and speaking their language and preaching the gospel. And it can be done. And God can use you in that way. Yes, amen. amen. Interpretation of tongues is God giving you the ability to, to interpret your tongues. Glory to God. That's a great gift to have. That's a great gift for direction. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, I'm closing up here. But in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, it says, But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet show you a more excellent way. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, at the end of this chapter in gifts, he says, Desire. You've got to desire the gifts. So, so I'm going to give you four keys in walking in the miraculous. And I'm just going to give you these keys really quick. And number one, you must have a desire to help people. You must have a desire to help people or to be a blessing to others around you. If you have no desire to help people, you don't need a gift. You selfish thing, you. 
<laughs> Why should God give you a gift if you're not going to do anything with it? Right. So if you don't have a desire to help people, for, as they say in New York, forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> you know, just forget about it. If you don't, if you don't have a, a desire to help people, amen, so you've got to get up every morning and say, God, help me to help people. <laughs> Give me, a, give me an open door to pray for somebody today. If you, I'm telling you, if you ask God to help you, to help people, he will help you to help you. And it's not, that doesn't mean that you give a dollar to the guy asking for money on the side of the street. It's more than that. Ask God to give you an opportunity to help people. Amen. Number two, you must keep your life holy and pure from contamination of the world. The Bible says don't allow the world to corrupt you. In other words, you got you don't don't fall in love with the world. Fall in love with God. So you so you got to escape the corruption that is in this world through lust as Peter Peter says, we got to escape the corruption that is in this world through lust. Escape the corruption. There's a lot of corruption out here. And if you and you partake of the corruption, it's going it's, it's to dull you, your senses, and it's going to dilute the power. Yes, amen. So if you, if you don't, if you, don't you know, make, make sure you're a vessel of honor. You know, the Bible says there's, there's two types of vessels in the church. Vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. But if you purify yourself, you'll become a vessel of honor. Amen. So what do you got to do? You got to conform yourself, uh, trans, uh, uh Beloved, I wish above all things that you may, uh, you know, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you don't want to be conformed to the world. uh, We know Smith Wigglesworth walked in miracles, but, you know, he wouldn't read a newspaper. He wouldn't go to movies. He wouldn't watch TV. You would say, well, that's a hermit, and I don't want to live like that. Well, you know, if you want to live a little higher, you can't do what everybody else does. And he read the Bible all the time. And he studied his Bible all the time. And he prayed all the time. Prayed and read, read the word and he walked in the power of God. Amen. So if you want to walk in the power, you may have to study your word and pray a lot. Amen. Stay in an attitude of prayer. Number three, you must keep walking in love of God and, and walking in love with people. This is a big key. You can't get offended with God. Amen. I mean, the other day I, something happened. I, I didn't like it. And the devil and the devil would like to try to tell you, see, God did that to you, or God allowed that to happen. And all and what the enemy wants to do is he wants you to get mad at God so you can rebel against him. Right. Trying to trying to have, has, has, has the devil ever tried to get you mad at God? Amen. See, if God was really with you, you wouldn't be going through this. If God was really with you, you might as well you might as well turn your back on, you know, go your way, do it your way. So, so the enemy's trying to get us not to love on God. And number two, he's trying to get us to hate on people. Amen. If, if we don't check our hearts and make sure that we're not in offense or make sure that we're not in bitterness or jealousy or envy, we got to make sure all that stuff is out and that we're loving on people. What is the two greatest commandments? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, i got to work on loving my neighbor. <laughs> As myself, I, I, don't, I don't have to work too hard on loving God. 
Why? Because God doesn't normally talk back to me and tell me I'm, a, I, 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 I'm, I'm not that nice of a person. But other people may just tell you you're a crumb bum. So God doesn't talk back to you, so you're going to have a great relationship. Oh, I have a great relationship with God. I talk to God, and, I, and God doesn't say nothing to me. That's a wonderful relationship. He doesn't tell me what to do, how to do it, and he doesn't tell me my problems, right? But people, people are a whole nother ball game. And we got to walk in love towards people. People. Amen. Have you ever felt like people are getting in your way? People are slowing you down. People. Especially when you're trying to get somewhere. People. You got to love people. Say, I love God and I love people. You got you to gotta love people because God loves people. They're made in the image of God. People are made in the image of God. Amen. Don't disdain people. Love people. Amen. Don't look down on them. Love. They're made in the image of God. And number four, we must stay humble and not allow pride to trump God's presence in our life. So what am I saying here? If we're going to be walking in the gifting and we want to keep walking in the gifting of God, we got to maintain a humble heart. Remember Jesus. God, I got to get out of my chair today. Man. Remember Jesus, he said, I, I, you know, all the works that I do, I'm not doing it, but it's the Father doing it in me. Remember, Jesus always pointed his greatness back to the greatness of God. Jesus kept, he, 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 he kept his feet on the ground. Amen? Why he was moving in the prophetic, why he was moving in the power of God. He, 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 he stayed humble. And we got to make sure that when things are happening and God's moving in our life and we're getting financial blessings and doors are being opened, that we stay humble. Because, because it's God that's doing it. Anything, any success that we have, you need to point it right back to God. And say, I can do nothing without God. You know, promotion doesn't come from the east or from the, uh, from the west. It comes from the north. Uh, when God starts raising up, it's God. And so when we stay humble... And we, and we understand, it, this is God. Mm-hmm. If that person gets healed, it's not because I'm so smart. It's God working in me. Yeah. The hope of glory. And when we keep that humble heart, and, we, and when we do these things, we have a, a heart to, to, to love people, and, and uh, we have a heart to, to, to help people, and, and, and to stay humble, and, and do these keys I'm telling you, you're not far from the kingdom of God. And you're going to be out there. And I'm telling you, this church won't be able to hold the people. When we all get on fire for God, people will walk, come around for miles to see us burn. And I'm telling you, all it takes is it's just one or two of us getting on fire. And I'm telling you, people are going to, you're going to be the Pied Piper bringing people in. And this place will be so filled with people, glory to God, that, that we won't be able to contain them. Are you, do you believe me? Do you believe that? Because I believe this, that there's a healing revival coming to the church. There's a miracle revival coming. And we got to position ourselves and get ready because God's about ready to do. He's about ready to show off in the last days. And, he, and he's raising up. I'm telling you, he's raising up some mighty men and women, some Elijahs and some, and, and, and some mighty people of God 
to do mighty miracles in the end days. And I'm telling you, I'm going to be on the cutting edge and I'm going to be right in the middle of what God is doing. Can somebody say, me too? Me too. Glory to God. I'm telling you, we're moving forward in God. We're going to see God do even greater works. He's already done great works. We've seen miracles in this church. We've seen people that really, the doctors said, they don't even understand how these people have recovered, how these people are moving forward. It's amazing what God is doing in Exceed Life Church. The devil's trying to keep the churches closed, keep the churches like us from getting out. But I'm telling you, the devil ain't going to... He can't keep us down. He won't keep us down. He can't keep us quiet. We're going to keep preaching the goodness and the love of God. We're going to keep praying for people. We're going to keep believing God. And we're going to see the greatness of God in this generation. Do you believe it? Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you are raising up this church to be a mighty church for you. You're raising up those that are watching, Lord. And Father, I know that you have a calling on each one of our lives. And Father, you desire for us to walk out that calling. And the first calling, Father, is for us to have a relationship with you. And Father, perhaps there's people here in the audience or those watching online that do not have a real relationship with you. They, 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 they just have a, a shallow relationship. They don't know who you are. And you want them in your kingdom. And if that's you today and you've never confessed the, the lordship of Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. I want to lead you in a simple prayer that will move you into a place with God where God's blessings and grace will be upon your life. Say this and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your power. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.